Hello everyone and welcome to season two, episode one. Today we will be talking all about cyber safety, cyber security, and I am so, so honored to be inviting on our show today, Farida Shaheed, and I'm going to go ahead and let her in so that we can get our session underway. And while she's joining us, I will let you guys know that she is the CEO and founder of her own company. Hi, thank you so much for joining us. I was just giving a little introduction before you joined us. So like I was saying, she is the CEO and founder of Sekova Online Security Business. And she's also one of Forbes 30 under 30 in 2020, I believe it was, right? Yes, 21. sorry, 2021. And then in 2020, she was actually the security person um, of the year, which is amazing. I am so, so honored to have you here today. And so go ahead and let us know a little bit about yourself and then we can get um, started with all the questions. Yes, yes. So what I do is I help mothers protect their kids online. And I recently expanded to parents in general because a lot of fathers were like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I think it's important to have it as a family unit. So I began to start teaching parents in general how to protect their kids online. Mm -hmm. Though a lot of my audience still are mothers. Mm -hmm. um, their aunts, their uncles, their grandparents. And before I move on, I just want to make sure that my voice is completely okay. So yeah, no, you're good. No chatter, no nothing. It's crystal clear. I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good. Yes, that's what I do. And I really appreciate you for having me on. This is really, really amazing. I'm so excited. And like you said, everything you mentioned, it's really, really important. I believe, especially in today's world where everybody is online, you know, maybe last year or a couple of months ago, it was mostly like seniors or students or um, teachers or professors. But now it's even little kids, you know, to the point where in my own family, my nieces and my nephews, they're all learning online. And so I think what you're doing is amazing and we need more of it. And I am so um, ready to go ahead and ask um, the questions and the polls that I have been doing with my audience to ask them what is it, what is important to them. Um, and unfortunately, in one of my polls, I had asked, like, um, do you have like protective security on your phone or on your computer? And the majority of them had said no. Um, so to start off here, do you think it's a good idea to have some kind of security system on your phone or your computer? What would you recommend? Yeah, definitely. When it comes to iPhone, Apple's very protective of it. So yeah, even if true. you were to have an antivirus on it, it's not going to have all the permission it needs to do what it needs to do. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to like iPhones and things like that, it's important to just follow some good security practices. Okay. And you'll find that on my page, you'll find other security pages, really, really good base information. So making sure that you're not clicking on random links, that you're downloading apps from the app store, you're reading the reviews, you're making sure it's a good thing. This is what I talk about with parents as well. When mm -hmm. they're trying to protect their kids online is to make sure you're actually reading what it, you know, you're downloading and what they're downloading especially as well. Yeah. So it's really those type of things you do on iPhone, Android. There are some things you can do. I know Norton has um, certain, certain mobile features that they can do with Android, different things. Um, when it comes to your computer, there is a, a, a base antivirus system that you can use as well, but you can also install something else like Malwarebytes or Bitdefender or Kaspersky, 
Norton, those are some of the top ones that people use and are familiar with, and you can just download it to your laptop. And there are family plans, and sometimes the base of it is just free. So I definitely would recommend people having an antivirus, but in, in contrary to public, like a lot of people actually do, not saying your poll isn't right, but I'm saying yeah. in general, a lot of people know they should have an antivirus, but what becomes the problem is other things online, yeah. other habits online, giving away too much information, not securing your account, not having two-factor authentication. That's when a lot of the bulk of things start to come through because a lot of attackers these days are using those methods to get to your money. I'm not saying you shouldn't protect your computer. I think you definitely should. It's just that a lot of people think that, okay, I'm going to download X, Y, and Z company, and then yeah. I'm fine. My kids yeah. are fine. I'm fine. I just tell them, like, don't go to a porn site. Don't look at, you know, don't swear online, and we're good. You know? Yeah, 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 <laughs> you're right. It, security is deeper than parental controls, parental monitoring systems, and antivirus. So do you think like it's a good idea to automatically save your passwords on every website you go or like when you have these online shopping like Amazon, should we or like should we not save our details on there? No, it's best not to. It's best to use a program that is called a password manager okay. and it just manages your passwords for you. So it's like a vault. So I have, do I have okay. an example? Yeah, actually I do. Okay. Right here. So I have my glasses case. So it's kind of like having a case, it's a vault okay. online that's virtual, and then you just open it up and you store your passwords inside of the vault. But okay. in order to open up this case, you have to have a, a keyword or a master password, basically. And then only you need to know that password, and then it opens up the case for you, and then all of your passwords to Amazon, Facebook, Twitter, bank account, email will come out. But that's why it's important, as you can see, the one password yeah. opens up this one. So that one password has to be very, very good password. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really good. I didn't even know that because for me, what I did and like email and stuff is not safe. So when I was younger, I would like send it all to my email, you know, thinking like it will stay safe. And then whenever I need it, I'll access it. But then now when I'm studying law, I realize, um, no, it's actually not protected because you sign away your rights to those things that are in those emails, right? So if somebody gets their hands on like Hotmail and Gmail and they're really easy to hack. So uh, Password yeah. Manager, you said was the name, right? For everybody listening, so you guys can download that. It's a technical name. So the company I recommend is LastPass, L-A-S-T-P-A-S-S. They're a really good company. There are other companies like okay. One Password. It's the, the number one. I always say the letter one, so yeah. like the letter one. But it's the number one, and then password, P-A-S-S-W-O-R-D. Okay. And those are both .com. So okay. password.com, lastpass.com. Okay. Those are the two top ones I recommend because they're very easy for beginners. They're vetted. They're reliable. They're one of the top ones. And, and I definitely recommend using them. Okay. And they're not very expensive. So LastPass in particular is if it's free. The base is free. Okay. However, there, there is a a paid version and it's $36 a year. Okay, okay, so that's that's not too high yeah, up because it's for the whole year, right? And you can use it like for everything. So that's really, really good. 
Um, okay, and then now moving on to uh, maybe something fun while everyone is listening. Like, I want to know a little bit about you. Like, what do you do on your free time? You know, like when I watch the kind of movies and I see like IT and like tech guys or women, and I'm like, oh my god, like what do they do for fun? You know, so what do you do for fun? <laughs> Oh gosh, so I have a lot of things I do for fun. I love music, I love dancing. So if you go to my Instagram page, I don't have a dancing highlight, but I have a music highlight. I okay, share music, yeah. all the, the type of music I like. And it's different types, it's never just one, it's just many, many different types. It's all of them I don't share because I'm like, eh. Too personal. Especially because I started, yeah, especially because I started to get a little bit more of a Muslim audience and a lot of parents are like, oh, go to her page. My page is not for kids, even mm. though I help. I It's really for the parents. It's really for Yeah, adults. like adult there's audience. Nothing, yeah, there's nothing bad on my page whatsoever, but I'm a human being and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, not, it's not made for kids. It's not like an account where you say, hey, all my kids go there to learn tips. It's really for the parents. However, there are, there are teenagers I don't know if anyone younger than like a certain age has actually followed me. I don't really know mm -hmm. um, because most of my audience is 25 and up. So okay. I share different things. So I just, I'm mindful of what I share because of that. Yeah. I don't want to introduce them to something that they might not have known or seen up until that point. Um, although I feel like kids nowadays sometimes know more than me and you or have seen more they than do, more I than what we them. saw when we were 18 or 19, you know? Yeah, I'm like, they already know. To me, I don't care. Like, I, I just don't care. But I don't do it on my page because I want to respect something. Yes. And of course, the, my level of threshold of respect is different than someone else. Yes. But I'm just saying that in terms of music because I know some Muslim families don't listen to music. So yeah. I'm saying yeah. that my opinions are available on my page. So if you don't like that, then you should. Well, they just don't have to go to that highlight. They can go to the security highlight. They could go to the tips highlight. They can go to what yeah, they're looking for. Yeah, it's all over my page. So I know yeah. some people don't like it, but it's okay. Um, I love dancing. Um, I'm a gamer as well. So oh. I've been gaming for, you know, 10 plus years. Oh, wow. And I, yeah, it's, it's something, it's a huge hobby of mine. Your favorite and game, favorite character. My favorite game is actually League of Legends. Oh, no and, way. Yes. I love, like, strategy-type games where you have to teamwork. That's the type of games I like. Good, It's good. something that I'm really interested in, so I don't play other things. And I have extreme emo emotion sickness. Not emotion sickness. Emotion. <laughs> oh, what's that? Emotion. Emotion sickness. So I can't play a lot of different games that a lot of people play because I get sick very fast. Mm. So I'm limited. Okay, well, that's that's very interesting to know. And for everybody joining us, um, let us know where you're joining us from. And if you have any questions, and we'll answer them through the live or we'll answer them at the end. So go ahead. Don't feel shy. We're all learning. I'm learning so much. I'm not really tech savvy. Like, I try to keep myself safe, but I don't really know all these softwares and stuff that you're telling me. I didn't know about it. So I'm learning a lot. Um, and now I want to know, like, with your company, with Sokova, um, are there workshops that you do for parents or for kids? And um, are you having any coming up? And what are like the focuses in those um, workshops that you will be doing? Because I know you're having a free masterclass coming up. Yes, next week, it's on the 10th of February. And I will be doing it regularly. So if anyone's listening to this and it's not February, you just go to my Instagram page and you'll know if I'm doing a webinar or a masterclass or a live or an event or whatever I'm doing. 
you'll know because I will be talking about it and I will actually, it will be on my page. It'll be like how to protect your kids online masterclass. It'll be right in front of your face. You will not miss it. Okay, good. <laughs> good. Here are my stories. I'll be talking about it in my stories. And so if anyone's here and you know any parents who, are, of course, their kids are online, then make sure that you're sharing it with them because it's really important that we know this. So this is not one time that I will be doing this continuously. Okay, that's good to know. Um, and one thing I want to know is right now, like, we are aware of, as parents and caregivers uh, or caretakers of kids that they need to be safe when they're online. But, like, what is one practical step that you would say that really, they really need to take, like, right now, you know, that anybody could do no matter where they are? Because um, sometimes, you know, we're humans, we have an excuse or we get lazy or we don't really want to go to that site or do that thing. So what is one thing that they can do with minimal effort right now to make sure that they're starting their online safety starting like this moment from listening to this live? Talk to your kids, like pull them aside. Mm -hmm. uh, well, you know, if you're eating a snack or eating dinner or you're not eating or you're, they're gaming, like mm -hmm. watch them game and not saying watch like Ooh, what they're doing. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Let me see. You. <laughs> More. It, it, it's just to interact with them and to build a positive relationship not only with you, but with the game as well. Mm -hmm. And of course, while you're watching the game, do look out for certain things that you may not like, but that that will come just store in your brain, you know, for later because that requires more action. But for something to do right now without having to read anything, without having to Google anything, without having to setting up anything, yeah. is really taking time to sit with them and understand how they view the online world. Do they, what do they like about it? What do they not mm -hmm. like? What makes them feel uncomfortable? What do they enjoy? Go into what they enjoy. So have that conversation because it allows you to have, to just really listen. So the mm -hmm. purpose of this conversation isn't really to tell them what to do, but to listen, to gather feedback. And then you can say, okay, here, and then maybe a different conversation or in that conversation, whatever feels right, you can just remind them over and over. You don't, not just that conversation, but yeah. the conversation of what they should and should not do on the line. And I guess like in your case, because you've been working for so long with like parents and kids and their relationships. So, you know, it's sometimes that back and forth, right? When it comes to these kind of like online things, especially with gaming um, for younger children. And right now, like everything is about stimulus. So like, what would you recommend one thing for a parent that they could do to maybe have this discussion with a kid, for example, that likes this game, but you don't think it's safe for them or that it's not within their age group. Like, is there any kind of security or anything like that that you could have maybe on your phone or your computer where it automatically locks them out and doesn't let them access those things? Yeah. So if you're talking about mobile games, then the mobile companies do allow you to have time limits on apps and okay. you know, screen time type thing where you can just block the game. And then, so that that's definitely available if you would like that. And you can talk beforehand with your kids about how much time you're going to allow. Mm -hmm. Now, before, it was a little bit easier, not in everyone's circumstances, but in universal circumstances yeah. because they had school, they had extracurricular activities, they yes, had sports, yes. whatever. But now it's impossible. So you have to really be understanding that mm -hmm. this is one of the only ways they can communicate with the people that they enjoy. So if one hour was the max on games, maybe now you have to push it for two two hours, right? And I'm not saying that's yeah. everyone, but I'm saying just be mindful yeah. that it's a different world. They don't have the same way that they can get their feeling. And I'm, and their siblings aren't enough, right? You know, playing yeah. in the background with your sibling is great for a couple of, you know, I don't know how long everyone's different. 
but they still want interaction outside of that as well. Yeah. They need their own time as well. So be mindful of that and come up with a family. Is it an extra 15 minutes? Is it an extra an hour? Is it more days a week? Maybe we only did weekends, now we do every other day. Or yeah. is it every day, but we only do two hours instead of um, one hour, 30 minutes? It's just certain things because screen time now is, what is screen time? Screen time is everything. It's everything, it's literally. You're like, you're in the toilet, you're in front of your phone, having a conversation, having a class, but then you're on your phone and then you're on your computer. So it's really, really hard. Like how, how do you help establish that boundary? You know, for example, let's say a kid is in grade five has a school from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. They're on the computer the whole time, maybe except the one hour that they have a lunch or a break. So then what would you recommend? What is helpful and healthy? Because at the end of the day, this is kind of an addiction too. Like at least I feel like it is because I feel like I'm addicted sometimes and I'm an adult. Oh yeah, and, it's, and we have to remember that we're preparing them for this world. So this will never end. This is not like, oh, in the pandemic, mm -hmm. we have this world. Even with the pandemic, hopefully soon. <laughs> hopefully. Uh, Inshallah. Like down, but hopefully, after that, they still are going to live in a highly internet-focused, digitized, technology-focused world. Mm -hmm. So that means, and now we know there's more remote jobs, so that means they might have remote internships, right, as they yeah. get to college. Yeah. They may have remote opportunities, maybe have remote apprenticeships, mm -hmm. uh, remote jobs. So not only are you protecting them as a kid, but you're showing them how to operate when, as they're growing up into an adult. So the same things that you do for yourself, figure out for them. So have activities that they enjoy, not that you want them to enjoy, that yeah. they enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> you want them to enjoy is like, that's it. the conversation's over. Before it starts. Yes. So that they enjoy. And if you don't know what they enjoy, like explore it. You know, Google different activities they can do. Maybe it could be a science experiment. Maybe they like reading. Maybe it's an audio book. Maybe it's an audio play. Maybe it is um, getting some tools from Amazon and then putting in the backyard. Maybe it's um, bicycle, you know, riding a bike or going out somewhere as a family. Even during the pandemic, you do certain things. So figuring out what they enjoy outside of the screen time and have that as an alternative activity. Not It's not gonna be all the time, but it will allow yeah. them to have some a break from screen time, and then they can come back home and play on their game for whatever hour your family has set for the kid. And so it really, of course, depends on the family, but those are just some foundations that you can um, make it flexible to your own situation. Yeah, no, those are really, really great points. And I think from what you said earlier is like, don't just make them do what you think like they will enjoy. But then also at the end of the day, realizing that they will look at what you do and do it as well, right? And I've seen this so many times where you tell them not to be on the phone and they're not on their phone, but then you are on your phone. Yes. And right? then they're like, well, no. <laughs> and it's different. It's, it's important for them to know that your boundaries and rules are different from them. Mm -hmm. So some you have more of a reason to be on your phone than they do. Yes. Nine times out of ten. And except there are certain other circumstances. So that's important to know. However, you do have to really, really understand that if you are saying, don't do as I do, but do as I say, that's conflicting messages. Yes. So in their head, they already lose respect for the message, and they decide, you know what? If she's not following it, why would I follow what she's saying? Yeah. So when you're not looking, they're doing something else because they know that I don't actually have to follow things. 
So this is why it's important to not just say, oh, I do it because I said it. Now, of course, if you they keep asking why, we already said why for a long time, and they keep asking that's different. But making sure they know the why. Like, why am I saying only X amount of hours? Why yeah. am I saying only on the weekend? Why am I saying only after your chores? Just so they have the why versus, because we all make up stories. We've been yeah. doing it since when we're young. Yeah, we make true. up stories about everything. If someone doesn't like us, we're like, well, it's probably because they don't like the way I dress. Yeah. Or they think I'm dumb, so I might be really stupid. But if someone says, you know what, I don't, I'm not enjoying this conversation because I am tired and I need a rest and it's yeah. not on you and you go to sleep, the, you're less likely to make up stories. So it's the mm. same thing where you say, okay, I'm on my phone because I have to text your father because he didn't get the groceries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Just to give them content. Not to you have to, um, every single time you're on the phone, you're like, this is why I'm doing it. No. Yes, no. But just to give them an understanding of why you have it more. And this works, especially when you have kids that are um, different age ranges. Yeah, so yeah. So one is, you know, five years old and the one is um, nine. That's completely different, you know, time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because I feel like, especially like around the age of like nine to 11, is like really shaky when it comes to like parenting and trying to get your kid to listen to you or like listen to your advice you know from my experience like with my nieces and nephews although like i don't have a kid who's eight or nine year old but they don't want to listen to you right away so if you just tell them oh do it because i want you to do it like they're not going to do it and i feel like we we don't realize that we are like putting their wisdom or their knowledge or their thinking capabilities down by just telling them do it because i'm telling you without explaining why they need to do it and why they need to be safe because they're not always with us right like when they're online and they're in their class they interact with so many people they interact with their teachers they interact with other students so if they understand that why when someone asks questions them they can say this is why because with kids they sometimes get like bullied or made fun of if they don't have like enough games or if they don't play this game or they don't play that game right so how what do you think about that when it comes to kids amongst each other you know amongst their peers yeah and it's, it's this is why i say to talk to them because it gives them confidence about certain things so when you allow them to have a voice inside of your household then they're able to better develop their voice outside. I'm not saying mm -hmm. that as soon as they have a voice inside the house, that means outside the house they're a social butterfly. Yeah, yeah. And not even, a social butterfly doesn't mean it's good or bad. That's not negative. Okay, someone calls me. No worries. <laughs> it, it's not negative or positive. It's just really, it's really allowing them to have a voice. So as we can see now, like growing up as an mm -hmm. adult, many people say, well, I don't communicate my feelings or I don't do this because in my household, feelings weren't talked about or I yeah. was unable to express myself. This happens online. So how can you expect them to have confidence outside the house or to tell you when a situation online makes them feel uncomfortable because someone crossed a boundary when you don't get to talk about boundaries in the household? They will never tell you. Yeah. They won't tell you when a predator contacts them. They won't tell you if their account gets hacked because they're scared of you or they don't believe they can talk about it. So that's, so that's true. why protecting kids online is bigger than security and safety. This is why in my mm -hmm. master class, that's what I'm gonna be talking about. Like anyone who goes to my master class um, next week and when I, and I'm gonna be doing every month, you'll know most of the, the master class, I'm not talking about personal control. Yes. Because what's more important is, and I will talk about it, but it, what's more important is that relationship mm -hmm. so that 
is so that when something happens, they feel confident. And a lot of pre- I was just talking to someone who is an expert in the the you know the regular predators, so to speak. Yeah. The predators we think about, the ones that are walking around. The physical. Yes, and the typical one, not the ones that are online. And she says that they typically look for families that don't talk to each other that have bad relationships. And that's exactly true online as well. If you don't talk to your kids, if you don't have a relationship with them, the the percentages of them going through something and then being impacted just skyrockets. Yeah. And so that's why it's important to have trust as well, which is why I am against parental monitoring, but I am for parental controls. Yeah. And so the difference is parental monitoring is like um, basically spying on every single little thing that they're doing. That, yeah. I believe, is not a good thing unless there is a very dire, extreme situation that you mm-hmm. need to know that's completely different. That you consult your therapist, a psychiatrist, a family counselor, an advisor, family members. You can do that for that reason. Mm-hmm. But um, when it comes to parental controls, that's better. That just means that I'm blocking X, Y, and Z website. I'm not allowing my kid to download this game unless I approve it. Yeah. I am setting a time limit for the game or whatever. That's different. That's 100% okay. But yeah. when you get into the trust factor and you're losing the bond, mm-hmm. you're, you're creating a lot of uh, problems where there wasn't any. Mm-hmm. And the problems are all around. So yeah. one problem is trust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Connection, lack of connection. Another one is security. So their securities, a lot of these parental monitoring systems, they don't, they're not secure in the back end. Okay. So a lot of hackers and predators target the companies to get information on your child. Oh, so the wow. same things that you're using to protect them are used against them. So there, and then there's another factor with the parent, what it does to you and your heart and your soul, and it bothers your spirit because you're not aligned to what you actually want. It bothers you, and then you start looking for things that are not there. It's better to look when you believe there's something. Yeah. Right? So, so if you know, if you feel like, mm, I don't know, I feel like she's talking to someone who's 35 years old and he's saying yeah. her things and she's acting a little bit weird and she's and she's expressing things I haven't seen before. I'm going to look into this. That's mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. But to from day one to go and go, I'm monitoring every single thing, every nook and cranny, every feeling, and if. And if the app says you may have a suicidal thought, then I'm confiscating your device and we're going to go to a therapist. Whoop! Like, whoa. Wow, now yeah. You're, now you're in muddy waters. And I, when I say this, I'm saying make sure you consult a therapist, a family counselor. I am not a – that's not my expertise. I did not mm-hmm. go to school for psychology and therapy. So if you believe this is what your child needs – please make sure you have a family therapist or counselor and consult them first. Yeah. And get an expert opinion from them and then go on to decide with your family. I think one of the comments said, yes. where can parents learn how to use parental controls? So you can, I have a membership and inside of, it's called the safekidsmovement.com. Okay. And inside the safekidsmovement.com, I talk about those type of things, how you can do it. However, if that's not something that interests you, there are definitely resources online that you can use. It just won't really walk you through it, but it's completely okay for you to use those um, those things. So for Apple, you can go to Apple Support, mm-hmm. um, and they have how to use parental controls and screen time. And I show you, I show you where you can do all of the parental controls in my e guide. So okay, if you go, yeah, if you go to my 
my profile on Instagram. Mm-hmm. The the second link, I believe, is the e-guide. Or just message me on Instagram and say, hey, yeah. Marita, I want the e-guide on protecting kids from predators. I want to know how to use parental controls. Or just say e-guide and I got you. Okay. I, all, my DMs are always open. I may take a couple Yeah, days. no, no. You're really, really good with your DMs. And for everyone joining us just now, go ahead and write your questions. If you have any about online safety when it comes to your kids, with your siblings, if you're a caregiver, if you yourself want to learn how to stay safe because it's not just for kids. Um, and let us know where you're joining us from. Um, and I think that was the one question that we had so far, which you covered, where to... Um, get parental control and the next thing that i wanted to talk a little bit about is because you brought already brought it up the fact that uh, which kind of kids are you know targeted and how we should have communication within our families to ensure that uh, when we do see something fishy we can kind of tell the difference from their normal act- everyday activity to something that might look different um and i want to know if you have like um any more like final tips that you want to expand on because I know you have time restraints so I don't want to take too much of your time but maybe three things that you think is like a must to do really important to start out doing from today if they haven't done so already uh, with parents or whoever might uh, want to learn more want to learn how to secure their own safety and the ones that they love so three things that you think is really really important that they must start um, trying to incorporate Yeah, I would actually reiterate what I said before only because I don't want to give too much information. Yes. Our industry is like so good at just just throwing up information on people. And then everyone walks away, they're like, oh my God, he's good online either. That's Mm -hmm. not good as well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to have a a balance with it. So have that. Mm -hmm. Also, make sure you're doing your research. Take time. You can follow pages like mine. Always be in the know and learning. And following pages like mine is really good. Um, registering for my master class, I go through all of those type of things. Staying in the know, um, there is really important. And when I say this, I'm not just advertising myself. If you know yeah. anyone else that does, you know, help you know parents protect their kids online, please follow them as well. Wherever you get the information, get the information. Just stay in the know because that allows you. The reason why I'm saying this is I can tell you to do research, but where do you start? Yeah, you yeah. How do you do it? You don't know what to Google. And then what are you reading? Are you reading? Is it is it something that you necessarily, do you know the back end of it? So yeah. it's great to follow someone who already does the work. And then you can just ask them specific questions. They can mm-hmm. give you specific resources and be, out, be about your day. Well, yeah, it makes your job shorter than doing everything from zero, right? Because you're already in the know. You know it. This is your field. So if they have a specific question, they can come to you like knowing that it's going to come from a trusted site. Because like you said, sometimes in today's world, we have like a overflow of information and it's kind of like, okay, what do I do first? What do I look at first? And then it becomes overwhelming to the point where you start putting it off. You start putting it off and (laughs) I'm guilty. That's why I think we're all, we're all, that's a human, right? Exactly. This is why I like to talk to people the way that I'm not, I, I tell people like, look, you don't have to, talk to me. You don't have to be in my master class. You don't have to follow me. If you believe there's someone else that does it and they connect with you better, please do that. As long as you have the information, that's mm-hmm. what I care about. Yeah. And for me, I always know that whoever is for me and for, for in my tribe and who really like me, they'll definitely see my things and go, you know, I trust her. I will take her information. I'll take the information that she gives out. Mm-hmm. And it's, mm-hmm. it's really, really difficult. There are so many subjects I love, but yeah. I choose to follow people that made it their life's work to know about it. Yeah. Because I don't, 
I got, we don't got time. <laughs> no, we don't. That's beautiful. Like feel free, like feel free yeah. to double check things. So I would say that um, don't stress yourself. There's a lot of things that you can do. Yeah. But do you have time to do it? So really, like the most important first, which is why I say connection first, relationship first, trust first, mm -hmm. values first. Those type of things is first, and then lastly, do we ever talk about parental controls and monitoring? That's like the last conversation. That is the cherry on top. It makes everything look nice. Makes everything run smoothly. Um, in some cases, you know, we talked about things I don't mm -hmm. like about parental monitoring. Yeah. But um, that's one. And the, excuse me, that's two. Mm -hmm. And really the third one is to be consistent with it. So this is not one time. This is not like mm -hmm. one day I sit and I have a conversation or one day I sit and I put parental controls. You have to keep updating these things. You have to mm -hmm. still research. You have to still have conversations. And as you know, mm -hmm. kids, you don't just have one conversation, you know, and yeah. five years later, you're like, all right, you're good. You know? <laughs> you're so right. You're so right. So what I got so far was like communication and making sure that you have a balance and making sure that you stay up to date and you stay in the know and that you are there for your kids to turn to you if they're scared or they're afraid or they're anxious and you become their go-to person instead of their run away from person. You know what I mean? Because right. sometimes... Yeah. Unfortunately, we do have that relationship uh, with different people in our lives, especially kids, you know, uh, because kids don't want to be told what to do. They got it all. They know it all in their head. They have everything perfectly aligned. So um, I think what you talked about communication was like really, really important because from there, then everything else um, kind of hits a really good flow, you know, and it starts working together. Um, and I think those were like all the questions that I had that I wanted you to expand on and to answer. And I feel like we had a really, really good um, discussion. And then your masterclass is coming up on February 10th for everybody watching. You can go to her link and sign up. It's free. And like she said, she'll be doing one um, each month. And then also, I know that you have a podcast. So if you want to talk about it for a few minutes, we can wait. If you guys have any questions, you can write it down in the meantime. Um, and if they don't, then we can, um, inshallah, close off so that we don't take too much of your time yes and i want it real quickly and then y'all can as i'm speaking is totally fine uh with when it comes to your kids coming to you you want to have other people they can come to you besides you mm -hmm. and because you never know what it's about you don't know the comfort level and it's really important they have other things as well so i would say come up with five that are called like your safety circle where okay. it's you and then four or five other people that you trust that you believe they can trust to and they can come to that can be a family member a family friend mm -hmm. that can be your spouse maybe your ex-spouse maybe it's an aunt an uncle mm -hmm. or a school counselor whoever it is it's make sure that someone that your family trusts and you're okay with them knowing whatever your child decides to tell them and that's something that should be reiterated to the child over and over, or you can have a list with their number or email on the refrigerator, similar to how we have 911, like, yeah. you know, yeah. if you're in the U.S. or whatever, you have it on the refrigerator saying, call this if something happens, call this if there's a fire or a robbery. You also need the same thing when it comes to their health online as well. So if, if there's a couple of people you can come up with, that's a really important because mm -hmm. you have to understand that sometimes they may not come to you. So yeah. if they don't come to you, they may come go to their friends only, but you want to have other other things besides you. 
No, that's such a great idea, actually, like having that list besides yourself, because sometimes you might not even be able to understand what to do. So if they have that good report with someone else and that you trust them, then it makes your job easier and it makes them uh, feel more open to open up, I feel like, as a kid, because they don't feel like, oh, my God, my mom just wants to know everything about me, all I do, or my dad just wants to know where I go 24-7, who I play with, right? So I think what you said is really, really um, good. And I think oh, we have someone writing, since everything is online nowadays, how much time can we give a nine-year-old for entertainment or stuff they like online? Okay, so this is after, of course, digital learning. And about nine years old, usually the time is like an hour or two. And it, but I really want to stress that it will depend on your family and mm -hmm. your kid as well, because some kids are able to manage their time better. So they may understand that, okay, after chores or after my homework is done or after whatever my mom yeah. and dad said I need to do is done, I can play a game. And so it could be three hours for your family, if that's your family, but two hours is a pretty good time. It can give you. Um, social media that can give you a movie that can give you a game. Now mm -hmm. it really depends because social media, but a movie most times is like one hour. So yeah. many times you can give that that movie and then two hours of game time or whatever it is. But the reason why I say it depends, and I'll never really say a hard stop. I'll yeah. say like, okay, I mean, of course, twenty four hours on a screen. Ah, no. no. <laughs> but in, yeah. in terms of what works best for you and your family, that's something that you have to know depending on the child, because every child has different brain capacity depending yeah. on how they operate. So two hours for one nine year old could be way too much time. Like they only need one hour. Yeah. And another nine year old is like two hours if they're just like, okay, because remember we're in the pandemic. Yeah. There's nothing else to do. Yeah. And if they can't go outside, if they don't have any other activities or they already did the activities, two hours may not be enough. So, but I would say two hours is a pretty, pretty good time. Yeah, no, I think that's really good because then you can also see maybe you can try to plan other things outside of the house that they could do, you know, after school. And maybe by that point, they're too tired that maybe an hour or 30 minutes or just that movie is going to be enough for them for that night, right? And then also, do you think it should be like two hours each day? Because I feel like it doesn't have to be like a standard, right? Because some days they might use less and some days they might need a little bit more. So I think being flexible is like a little, like it's important, I feel like, at least. 100%. Yeah, being flexible is important. It's really good because also you have to remember what you're doing to them or for them affects them in their adulthood. Yeah. So then you have to really think mirror what how their childhood would affect how they think in mm -hmm. their adult years. Mm -hmm. So if you have a lot of things that are very like da -da 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 -da, then when they get into their adult, they're just they can't function unless everything is or or the complete opposite where they're I don't care about anything. I'm doing things for 15 hours because you no know, my parents are here. So really showing them how they operate as an adult by giving them those tools as a kid. So mm -hmm. the similar things that we have to, many things that we do nowadays is working ourselves off what we learned in childhood. Yes. A lot of the self-help, a lot of the productivity tips is um, unlearning and relearning things. Unlearning childhood and relearning things we should have been taught. And we're never going to be perfect. Like no parent mm -hmm, is perfect. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I want to reiterate this. Yeah. We're going to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Children are resilient. They will heal. Many of us have gone through extreme, extreme, extreme trauma. Yeah. And people have healed through it. And I'm not saying that, oh, you know, it doesn't matter what you do because people can heal through it. No, I'm saying that don't put so much pressure on yourself to be perfect because guess what? 
that can that can affect your mental health as well. Yes. So I say do what works for you. Some parents are like, oh my God, if my kid only had two hours screen time, I mm -hmm. would go ballistic. Yeah. And then that means that they're ups upset, they're agitated. So when they're at home with their kids, they're pushing that stress and agitation on their kids as well. Yeah. So if you want to let them have another hour, go ahead. Yeah. You know, get your nap, get your rest, take a shower, <laughs> eat, it's okay. Yeah, no, wow, I think that was really, really good. Um, my God, I could talk for hours. I'm like learning so much. This is so interesting. Um, and you give so many, so many good little gems there. Um, and so it's been about 40 minutes. So I don't want to make the call any longer because I know you have some stuff to attend to. So for everyone watching, if you guys have any questions, you can go ahead, write it down right now. We'll have maybe two more minutes. Um, and after this call, you can always reach out to her, um, go to her uh, Instagram page, and then you can sign up for her masterclass coming up. You can also watch this video and then comment on it and then I'll tag her and maybe um, she can answer in the comments as well. And I'll also be putting it up on my podcast on Anchor so you can also listen to it that way. So there's lots of options. But today it was just kind of like the tip of the iceberg and kind of talking about safety and security for our kids online because it's really really important and not only for our kids for us as well because even as adults i learned so many things that i didn't even know existed so um it was a very fruitful conversation for me i really enjoyed it and i learned so much and i want to thank you again uh, for coming and doing this with me today and i want to see you keep crushing it making new goals, bigger goals. And I can't wait to listen to your um, other podcast that I mentioned earlier, Accidental Arab. Yes. Yeah, I wanted you to like tell us a little bit about it if you wanted to. Yeah, so thank you first for having me here and thank you for the comments and the questions. I really appreciate them. And, you know, as has been said, like if you need anything else or anything more, if you need any links to anything, just message me and say, hey, you had a class or you had a guide or you had a checklist or whatever. Just let me know. And in terms of my podcast, I dropped it. Oh, now it's been like a month. I feel like oh. I you say like last week, but it's actually been a month. And it's about my third culture experience on growing up in Saudi Arabia. So I just talk about third culture and my experiences as a black woman there. And it's been very, very healing. And it does show you like who I am as a, just as a person. I mean, my Instagram definitely does that for you as well. But <laughs> on another level. Yeah, the accidental Arab just gives you a whole other view of what it is. So yeah, you can definitely listen to the podcast and learn more about me. That's and great. Other people too, it's not just me. Well, because you'll be inter uh, you interview other people right on your podcast that have like similar experiences yeah. or go through similar things. That's amazing. That's so so awesome. Um, so since we don't have any more questions, I think um, uh, thank you so much for joining us. So we hope that this life was helpful for you. I'm gonna go ahead and try to close the live without making a funny face because <laughs> at the end it always happens. Um, and then you guys can reach out to me or to her after the live if you have any more questions. And also go to my link in my bio to listen um, to the lives which I'll be making into a podcast. This is actually season two, episode one. So you are the first one for season two and we have kicked it off so, so uh, amazingly and it's Black History Month as well for everyone. So I'm really, really um, happy that it was kind of coincidental. It worked out perfectly. <laughs> so alhamdulillah for that and for everyone joining us, thank you so much. Your support, your love means so much. And with that, do you have any last words? Take it easy on yourself. This was not built. This will not be built in a day. 
you got this. There are people here to guide you and support you. Exactly. So with that, thank you so much, everyone. I hope you guys have an amazing day. And with that, take care. Assalamualaikum. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone.